So we are back and we have heard some feedback from all of our audience. We want to say we appreciate you all, everybody that has tuned in to the very first flight of episodes that we've released thus far. It's been such a great feeling knowing that yes. people are feeling the vibrancy in our content. Yes. And they care. When I'm waking up in the morning, just getting the text messages that are like, yo, this is dope. Where's the content? And I'm like, wait, you really listen? I'm like, you're really out here tuning in and engaging. Yes. Yeah, so welcome back. Here we are. Episode three. And we have some interesting topics. I think the goal of today's episode is let's reflect on just the feedback we've gotten overall. The Refle- constructive criticism. Yes. Because some of y'all been out here <laughs> snatching these little edges that I got left. <laughs> but yes, all of it. We're going to discuss it. Let's do it. Yeah, I think as you've mentioned, just hearing the constructive criticism, of course, we are new black podcasters coming into this space very boldly, we might add. And also just kind of reminding our audience that there's a certain essence of authenticity that we'll maintain, rawness that we'll maintain. So there are some podcasts out there that you might find with a little bit more structure than we might offer. Yes. But please just realize that it's a creative space that we're in that we really appreciate in delivering this content. So as y'all continue to vibrate with us and build that energy, do realize that it's going to be some things that we just going to hold on for the purpose of OLP. Absolutely. (laughs) And I mean, it's staying... I think it comes to this because, you know, every podcast has its own flow. But when I think about unearthing blackness and what that means, when we have these conversations, we don't be pulling up to the bedroom talking about, let me pull out my agenda or whatever. And that's not how we unpack this shit. This shit comes up organically and it can go in any avenue. And I think that's what you all will see in our conversations that we might start off with a topic that we have in mind. But it might go left, it might go right. But, you know, you'll see our flow and get to know us and kind of how we communicate. And, you know, my mom was like, so what is unearthed in blackness? Like, what? What the fuck is that? Right. You know, know, mama gonna put your toes to it, right? right? She's gonna want to know exactly what unearthed in blackness is. And, And that's the thing, right? We have this space where we get to define you know, these concepts that we, we, we come up with or we, we borrow from or we occasionally contribute to. Yes. So with Unearthing Blackness, I think it's essentially just digging deep into these black experiences that we have primarily here in the U.S., but as we find our audience growing across the yes. world, the back of my jacket right now said what it means to be black in this country. And then as you pointed out, It can mean anything relative to the space that you're in. And those experiences are what we intend to dive into with those difficult conversations, uncomfortable conversations. So I think that's what unearthing blackness. I would agree. I mean, I would say look up the definition of unearthing. It's to literally dig up. And I think as I've experienced my blackness, as I've navigated that from West Virginia, from different cities, from working at HBCUs, I've redefined what blackness looks like to me, but it's complex. I mean, we know we have those jokes where it's look like we were all raised in the same household because we do have those things in common. But at the end of the day, we all show up in our blackness very differently. And I think the goal of Out of Line is to have those conversations because when you unearth shit, then you're out of line. Now I'm out of line mm-hmm. because I want to dig deep. Skirt. That's the point of it when we're saying we're unearthed in blackness and what people may deem as out-of-line topics. And so I think through that, we get to embrace the culture. To say here, we're in vulnerable spaces. We we will have very difficult conversations. But at the same token, there is a certain energy that we'll continue to latch on as we try to make this a shared experience. Yes, We might be kicking the breeze here and talking about whatever. But at the same time, we, we understand that these conversations do carry a bit of weight. We also want to uh, kind of reinvest back into the community with these dialogues. So let's do it. So yes, that's just the recap. Again, level setting on what you all can expect. And I know we said it at the beginning, but we really do appreciate 
the support. Even right now, my homie Greg is in the room, just, you know, capturing visuals. Like, the support, the team, the the all-black team, too. Everybody that's connected to this is just dynamic, amazing. Like, superstars, really, though, like... (laughs) Seriously! Man, come on. I Shout feel like we I feel like we the superstars. We dealing with the superstars, man. We dealing with the superstars. We working on our mixtapes and just the support that we have of experts that are just coaching us and doing this pro bono, like on some we got y'all because we believe in the movement. Just thank you all. Yeah, and I, I think the value of that is just seeing how again the culture is embracing us. We came up with this fresh idea and then to see everybody kind of fall in line to support us. Some people just, it quite amazed me how far they're willing to go to extend their resources yes. to us, their time, their yes. energy. And so this is, again, a, a part of even our friendship that we are seeing evolve through the connectivity that we have with our network. Right? Yes. And it's a process like, I know this ain't what we're supposed to be talking about on Today Child, but it's a process because people don't know this was a a nine-month project before we even went live. We started this May 2021. Yeah. And we were like, no, the quality, the sound, the visuals, the experience. Erica Badu said, I'm sensitive about my shit. Like, this is a child. This is like building that plate. You about to eat right, right. before, you know, you go and kick back for the day. Like, you, you put a lot of energy into that plate, right? You gonna make sure... You know, you got maybe if it's some collard greens or sitting right in the Yo, cut, you know, got a cornbread on top. You know, but all seriousness, though, like that's how it's, it's been feeling like just building a beautiful plate that yes. we want people to enjoy. And so, like you said, the sound quality appreciation that everybody's yes. been saying, like, look, I'm glad y'all don't sound like y'all recorded this thing somewhere <laughs> in y'all closet, you know, but nah, in all seriousness, man, I think one thing that I realize is that people appreciate when you invest into your craft, yes. into, you know, the things that you say you're passionate about. Right. So, again, thank you all. We wanted to really hit on a lot of what we were hearing from everyone in the first couple episodes was seasonal friendships. What does that mean? And asking what is the status on me and my fraternity brothers. We thought it would be good to kind of wrap up our take on that, right? Because so much came out of that conversation. Yeah, like seasonal friendships, like that can take so many connotations and definitions. Right. You know, they was like, look, we need to hear more, more. on seasonal friendships. <laughs> on today. And so we had our run and just kind of seeing how we would explore this conversation and it just took shape in so many ways. It was just like seasonal friendships. How do you define seasonal friendships? Ciao. Ciao. Child, I don't I don't know. And you know, you already asked me this question and I told your ass. Nah, nah. But I think when I think of seasonal friendships, I don't think we necessarily go into friendships saying, oh, this is seasonal, right? I mean, I think when we're young, we're taught best friends forever. Friendships are forever. And I was also taught very on from my mother. When you say someone is your friend, you just don't be out here calling everybody your friend. That's my dog. That's my dog for sure. At the core of it, Relationships mean a lot to me. And when I think of seasonal friendships, I think they're friendships that might have served their purpose. Mm -hmm. And some of them might go out with a bang, Mm -hmm. and some of them might naturally flow out. You know, I was telling you this the other day. I've had all these seasonal friendships where I meet a lot of men who are, at the time, identify as heterosexual, Uh but kind of use me as a... Not use me, use me, but use me as a resource in a way to help them unpack navigating from going straight to now they know they might want to be bisexual or they want to be gay, but they need a friend to kind of help them understand the nuances. So you like a conduit to their identity, right? exploring their identity. And I don't think I knew that going into it, but looking back, I'm like, oh, but now that you're gay <laughs> and you're out and everybody knows you're no longer uh, my friend. Like, so, wait. Right. So so that was a seasonal friendship that you felt like you are being subjected to. So they, they used you for a season. Yes. Okay. So yes. I, I, I can agree that like seasonal friendships do operate within certain time frames in, in certain regards. I would say a, a seasonal friendship over the course of a, a year, you, you might have friends that's just in a professional space, right? Mm-hmm. That you know that you got to remain connected with. 
you develop a certain relationship and understanding of how this continued frequency yes. of energy will be shared. Right? Yes. And so through this professional space, you got about a year. Yeah. Right. But some people, I think beyond that season, get very conflicted <laughs> as to how this friendship should continue. And in your perspective, you've already lapsed the time within yes. that season. Yes. And so to your example, what do you think people should say in those spaces? Like, hey, this is something that I'm seeing as part of a season, mm. and I don't necessarily see this as a long-term friendship because they, they lack transparency Ooh. in two regards in your Uh-oh. situation, right? Because True. they didn't tell you the purpose of the friendship. Right. Uh, then that it will come to an end at a certain point. Right. And I think in their defense, that's me reflecting and seeing themes of this happening in different areas. I don't know if that was the purpose or not, but I think even on the flip side, I'm sure people have called me seasonal, right? And right. I think at the end of the day, everybody plays a role in our mm-hmm. lives. Exactly. Whether that's I'm living in this city for this time, I'm going through this chapter in my life, and some friendships can withstand longevity, mm-hmm. and other friendships just naturally... I, don't, I mean, it doesn't even have to be seasonal. Like Just because there's not communication, because you could communicate and then it could be, you know, back. Right. Like right. how winter popped back up on that. So like it's, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, if I had to define seasonal friendships, I would just say from a high level, everybody has a purpose for every season that we're going into. And I think the God I believe in puts people in our lives at certain moments to help us through certain seasons and chapters. Right. So like within life, you know, people will come and go. And, and sometimes it's, it's hard to accept that as a true fact in those friendships that at any given point, that season may be out. You right. Know? And so put your winter jacket back on, you know, get right <laughs> and keep it moving. Because I think sometimes we latch on to those more in-depth feelings that we've developed for those friends. And then once that is gone, like, we we, we get deep in our feelings about it. We do. Know? But we're human. Mm-hmm. We had this conversation the other day. We are very self-centered people as a species because... For example, if I call a friend and I, or if a friend calls me and I don't answer, automatically this friend has created a narrative centered around them to why I'm not answering the phone. Yeah. How <laughs> me not answering the phone become about you mm-hmm. and we just instant, we start to create these stories in our minds that we then start to manifest. Because we don't realize sometimes that we put ourselves in, in folks' shoes before they do it. You know, so it's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, man, you answer the phone because you doing this, you doing that, but you see me calling. And it's like, nah, like, life is happening. Business is booming in some occasions. Right. You know, oh, I'm just taking some me time. I'm going to get back to you. Don't get too deep in your feelings because I'm going to get back to you. And so I think sometimes, man, we just take off. And so then we have to have those difficult conversations, those very difficult conversations about level setting. Because it ain't that deep sometimes, you know. I ain't ignoring you. And I'm not obligated to answer the motherfucking phone. Good night. Yeah, that's Good true. night. That's true. Good night. Like Sometimes it's just, it, yeah, I'm chilling. <laughs> it ain't even, sometimes it's not even I'm chilling. Sometimes I just didn't answer the phone, period. But to your point, or to that, when we think about seasonal friendships and we think about boundaries... How do you navigate that, right? Because, again, I don't think we necessarily go into friendships saying, oh, this friendship has an expiration date of 90 days. Mm-hmm. But we know that this ain't my homie. Like, you know, my ride right. or die. This, ain't, this might not necessarily be day one. But so how do you navigate the boundary setting and expectation and something that you might not classify it as, like, long term? Yeah, I think you, you hit on a key point with saying that humans are difficult. We are so complex, because we come with so many experiences, and people meet us in those various seasons at given points, right? So just because you're my childhood friend, and you know we've had a really beautiful relationship at the childhood space, we're now adults. Yes. And we have experienced things. Our personalities have been shaped. The way we respond things have, you know, respond to things have been shaped. And so now you have to kind of see me as a friend with multiple characteristics. Someone that not only just say, hey, like I'm available at any time, you know, for you. 
it's just like nah. Sometimes we have to put some 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 boundaries there, right? Like yeah. I'm available at, at this given rate, you know, and I'm only willing to give my energy to this much mm. of a, of a situation because sometimes I think we don't realize how much energy. You know, we we take out of people, <laughs> Too man. Too damn much. <laughs> Too know? damn much. Like some someone like blowing up your phone. We just talked about this. If I'm not answering, it's it's for a reason. You know, but I enjoy persistence, but I don't <laughs> enjoy being Good annoyed. Night. Good you night. You know, like Good you, you 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 just can't do that. Right. You know, not with me. I think because I live in the moment, and and people tend to find that as a vibe. For them, because when I'm in the moment, I'm here. I'm with Your you. Presence. I want to feel. I want to feel that physical presence, that energy, that vibration that we share within that given space and time. So I, I feel like we have to balance that for each other. So that's that's gotcha. one of my boundaries right there. Like, understand that life happens. You know, don't give too much. Don't 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 feel like everything is too deep. Right. You know, that makes sense. I feel you, and I think mine is. I'm real big on energy, and everybody knows. It's like, they be like, nigga, we know, we know. Yes, I'm glad you know because, again, I don't go into situations thinking this is going to be seasonal, right? And I'm just big on, like, if the energy is there, I will know instantly, like, yo, this is going to be some lifetime shit. (laughs) I know I just met you, but I could just already see, feel how we move in and how we vibrate and how we just, that connection Mm-hmm. But then I think there's also other times, again, where the energy is just like, mm, you know, I'm 23 and I'm in these streets. Yeah, That energy looks very different from I'm 33 right. in these streets. And it's no beef. Again, right. it's just we not vibrating at the same frequency yeah, we right now. We ain't in college no more. <laughs> right. You know, we, we, we fresh out. <laughs> you know, right. we, we, just, we just spread our wings a little bit. And we begin to kind of see things from different from different levels. Yes. And life happens at a different pace. And sometimes that is a boundary that we have to set with people because sometimes they want you to run with them. Run. 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 You know, and sometimes you already running. It's just like, <laughs> look, I ain't trying to be in 15 gear. You know, I see you, Ocho Seco. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> way out there doing 20 miles per hour, man, sometimes. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's just like, Sometimes we we want to pull people with us so 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 much so that it becomes a burden. So I, I feel like it ain't all bad because it ain't the good that we been had experienced some time ago, right? It's right. It's just like the good can take on different meanings now. Period. It's just like look, hey, we pull up to each other's crib, hey, we chill, we drink, we vibe, we st- <laughs> okay, we out. You know, we ain't got to pull up to the club. Be there all day. We don't. Throw a buddy all night. Like, right. man, look, we vibing out. That's why I think it's so hard to really define what a seasonal friendship can be Mm. because there's just the evolution of who we are, right? Mm. And I think, and you know, we'll we'll talk more about this on the episode when we really kind of dive deep into adulting and friendship because I think that's just, because even that seasonal friendship piece can bleed over into are friendships that we consider very strong and solid. Exactly. Now, I think, you know, you have to begin to just take on the, the perspective of building new new pathways for you to exist with people in, in different levels of life. Yes. Right? It's just, look, I'm here, and that's who I am. You know? Right. And it's cool that it only lasts for so long. It only lasts for so long. The other thing we want to hear about is... I hate this. when you... Anytime you do some shit <laughs> like that, I know that hey, you're about to be on your, some bullshit. Hey, nah, we got to hear about your frat brother, man. How did that... Everybody wanted to know, how did things go with your frat brother, right? <laughs> Tell us how that seasonal friendship... I mean, I, and I'm just... Hey, y'all, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying it was a seasonal friendship. Just, you know, give us an update. The That's update. what the people want to know. Yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, clearly, go listen to... Episode two and check it out. And I want to just set the record straight, right? When I think about my relationship right now with me and this fraternity brother, a lot of the listeners may not watch Sex in the City. To those who do, I'm thinking like our friendship is very much so like Samantha and Carrie Bradshaw. And to put things into a high level perspective for you all, these are like best friends. This is Sex in the City is a show. And they're just like best friends. They make the show. But now, years later, there's a reboot. Samantha's not 
in the show, and they're just showcasing how dynamic, when an adult friendship breaks, it changes up a lot of the dynamics in the group and so much of the environment. And I think when I reflect on that scenario, like we were cool. Even before me and you recorded that show, like we had reconnected, but it was like, you know, it's a light reconnect. So the like, bond still existed. Exactly. Like the bond, it might not have been, we're talking every day, right. we're hanging every day and we're taking trips down, but it's like, yo, happy birthday. You know, you good, I'm good, bet. Congratulations on the kids. Like, you know, right, so right, it's right. still a light connection. And even when we recorded the show, I sent the show. Y'all know I keep it 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, hey, congrats. Also, you know, I reflected on our friendship. But I think at the end of the day, adult friendships hurt. Right. Right? Like, and it does put you in a space of how do I navigate? How do I view friendships now? And I think that's just what I learned mm-hmm. from that is... It could be seasonal. Right, <laughs> I think right. for me, that's like when I fucking learned, like, wait, hold on. Yeah, this don't last forever. This don't last, like, <laughs> hold on, wait. I think also for me, just being transparent, not to put everything, make my whole life seem like it was about that seasonal friendship, but, you know, that was also a time in my life where I was, like, going through some shit, 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 mm. and it's just like, damn, the moment shit, I could shit, actually shit. use... The friend that I need the right, most, it was support. like, that shit was just ripped right, right under the motherfucker right. carpet. Like, nah, motherfucker, you're going to process this shit on yourself. You're going to be in this new city by yourself. Damn. And now you're going to be forced to go out and create new friendships. And like, that's what I had yeah, to do. So you felt like you were left isolated in a way like, yeah. to where you, you just had to jump out there, deal with losing a friendship that you value so much that was dear to you. And then also now navigate new adult friendships, which are different, right? Especially if you have a friendship that has more history. I think we we all, in the corner of our mind, and let me just say, I'm speaking for myself, We, the friendships that we have uh, more history with, I think those friendships have a certain impact on us, right? Yeah. I think about my core group of friends. Most of them go back to high school yes. and college. Same. You know? And so them boys, they already know, like, we... We check on each other, we good, you know, we like that. But when we in the city, yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, pull up. Right. You know, but we ain't got to hit each other up every day. Every day, no. You know, but that type of friendship that we hold on to is just so valuable for us that I can only imagine if that was that level of friendship, what that meant for you to lose yours. Right. Our childhood friends, you got to think, they know us, Mm -hmm. right? And they have a perspective of us that it's hard for them to kind of follow that evolution sometimes. But at the end of the day, I think, like you were saying earlier, stop fantasizing about these friendships, right? right? Like, we change as people. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, we the more. (laughs) (laughs) Shit's going to happen. And, you know, I read a quote, and it said something like, I apologize if me figuring out my life impacted you. Or, like, I apologize if you were, like, collateral along the way of me figuring out who I am. And that's, like, really what it is. Yeah, yeah. It happens at an expense. Somebody's going to be hurt. Some feelings will be trampled, but that's life. We're not the experts in this. It's just, like, we're having these conversations to figure out how to best and more in a more healthy manner navigate these friendships, right? Because, as you said, I think even family sometimes kind of get a perception. They do. Who... <laughs> uh-uh. Uh, they do. Family, yo, hold, cause yo, family, ooh, nah, for real, family go do it to you, like, like that relationship. Oh yeah, they don't care. Nah, but it's and I get it though because like again, when we take steps back, like I think about my family and I remember when I was just a freshman in college. Yeah, I would come back home and they would be like, oh yeah, this is. You know, my grandson, Rico, and he's like a college president somewhere. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just a, a freshman, barely. Yeah, the, hey, hey, it's a badge, though. <laughs> Everybody go put on for you when you're in college. Man. Right. So it is, our families build these narratives around us, and it is hard for them to see who we have. Like, even though they understand we've changed and we're being successful They don't understand the person we are. They don't understand why certain things that matter. You know, one of my family members said to me the other day, what's with you and you? Why you got to know all this history about blackness? Mm. Why is that so important to you now? About your identity? Right. About who you are? Right. Damn. Like, why can't we just lead a past? And I'm like, that's your perspective. Right. Don't project your narrative, your life, your opinions on me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, allow me to navigate my journey the way that I need to navigate it. And I think, you know, tying that back to friendships, 
we create these roles, we fantasize about what it should look like, mm-hmm. and we place people in certain criteria. And as soon as they don't meet that criteria, it's like we're done. And I'm like, we're adulting. Right. Let's let's just talk about and, it. And it's okay to compartmentalize folks. Right. Right. And I think it doesn't necessarily have to mean, hey, you in this box right here. When I'm going out and we we taking trips, like that's what you for, right? You know, because we also have <laughs> friends that are. <laughs> but that's okay though, though. Right, but yeah, so, hold on, pause. That's okay though. Mm-hmm. If you are my travel friend, right? Then you're my travel friend. Mm-hmm. There are some people I love to travel with that I do not talk to every day, but exactly. will invite me on a trip with random strangers and be like, yeah, because we kicked it on the trip once, I knew you would dig this vibe. Mm. And we never talk again until the next trip. So that's okay if I'm your trip friend. Right, but I think what happens is, as adults, you know, we sometimes think you the everything Right, like, and I'm nah, not. Look, nah, not- you, <laughs> hey, you, you, you just the, the business homie. When I hit you up, you know, and I need this... The paperwork read for y'all right. need lawyer fees, legal fees, all that. Yeah, that's you. Right. right. Now, you know. But on the other terms, like, hey, if we, we just turn up, we have a good time. Don't feel bad when I'm moving at different rates in life with my business and that you haven't been updated. Like, don't feel bad about it. We have a certain established energy and frequency within our friendship, friendship. in the lane that we've compartmentalized it too. So we talked a little bit about the seasonal friendship. And I think we've talked a little bit about adulting and mm. friendships. But for you personally, what is your friendship? Not philosophy, but, you know, like, how do you navigate in your friendships or how would you kind of describe your personal circles and just how does adulting and friendship look for you? I had mentioned earlier my circle of homies, man. Like, I love them boys, like, for real, for real. Like, they're my day one dogs. Shout out my homie Matt. Shout out my boy James. Shout out the boy Fred. Gino, you know, he got a podcast. All them boys, they solid. Right. You feel me? And then I got family. I wouldn't even call them friends. Shout out that boy Nell. <laughs> All them boys, they have a certain love that we maintain amongst each other. It's like we're accountable. And that at the same time, we're not going to let each other slip up at all. We, we may not hit each other up every day. But at the same time, we're going we gonna to see hey, what's good. Even when it comes to family, though, because we're at that age where moms go through something. And if I ain't heard from you, now I'm, now I'm on your ass, boy, because I ain't heard from you. You ain't <laughs> told me mama went through, you know, X and A surgery. Yeah. Because, again, we connected that way. And so if you my brother, I got to make sure we tapped in, that we locked Absolutely. in. And I think that's a valuable thing that I've held true to my adult friendships is being so real with them, I embrace them as family. You feel me? Because that's, that's how deep it get. Some friendships are closer than family. Exactly, man. When you talk about it, like, you realize how ingrained people have become into your life after having an impact. Seeing you at your proudest moments or seeing you at your lowest moment. I think, as you was mentioning with family sometimes, knowing us in a certain aspect, because at the end of the day, you just the one, you know, you, you, that's, who, that's who we grew up with. But not realizing that you have traversed life, you, you've, you know, navigated life, you've been some places, you've seen some things, and those, those particular experiences have shaped your perspective. That's right. And so we don't share the same outlook. But again, amongst my friends, I get to enjoy the luxury of them seeing me as an evolved person, but also with shared history. Yeah. I'm just sitting here processing, right? Like, I'm just in my mind, I'm like, they mean a lot. And people are like, come on, y'all. It's about the work. It's about the grind. And I think when I reflect on my friendship group, there's like a solid 25 people Mm. that I communicate with like on a weekly basis. And it's like some genuine intentional shit. And I think because my, I guess, philosophy (laughs) is intentionality, right? Like if I'm engaging in this relationship, I am engaging in this to add light to your life. Mm. Like, this just ain't on some surface shit. Let's go, Brian. Right, no, right. this is like... Hanging out. Right, this is like, bitch, I'm outside fucking yeah. under the bridge crying. You right, know, right. Not, Pull like, up on me. Pull up on me, correct. When that connection is made, that's how I view every friendship. And I think if it's organic, that shit is going to naturally flow. Mm-hmm. It's still going to take work. You still might have to have expectations about, like, this is what this is. You know, my you got to be intentional. Like, people know being friends with me means you may have to schedule 
three months out for me to fucking kick it on your couch. Yes, you yeah, may. Yeah. And that's okay because my group is grinding. We all have aspirations about how we want our lives to be. We got goals. We got goals. We have family goals or yeah. we have families <laughs> that right. we're taking care right. of. So we have to move at a speed in which we are achieving our dreams and our goals. And as a friend, we're pushing each other closer to that shit. If that pushing ain't happening, you most likely want to fall in that that <laughs> that category of seasonal. <laughs> Falling out of line, bitch. <laughs> yes, out of line now. <laughs> you know, for real, because you sometimes have to put people on that other side of that line. Put them out of line. Because they not in line with you. Right. As you moving and grooving, it's like people throwing you off. And so you got to take a step back like, man, how do I discern my friend's emotions, man? Like, right. But on a serious note, on a mental health front, I've seen that and experienced it where our friends and even myself, you know, deal with mental health, having to navigate that alone, right? It's like, look, I'm chilling right now. I just need to chill. Yeah. I don't need nobody to press me about anything. And sometimes we receive that as like, oh, so-and-so ain't fucking with me no more. It's like, bro, I ain't, that ain't fucking with you. I'm like, look, but I got some shit going on. And I, I appreciate the love and the energy, but sometimes just send me that message. Hey, yeah, I got you. Let me know if you need anything, you good. Yeah, boom, boom. All right, yeah. And it, and it goes back to that intentionality, though, right? And you talk about understanding your friend's emotions. And a true friendship, you you know that. So when I am going through something, if we have an intentional friendship mm -hmm. and it is your turn to be the friend that I need, you're not going to approach me with how you would do it, yes. right? And like I'll use an example. Because I'm in a, you know, I run with some I believe all-star players in my group, right? Yeah. Like, they all, we all be heavy winning. Hitters. E right, heavy hitters. <laughs> Everybody be winning. So, oftentimes, you might call a friend, you might have had a small win for the day. Mm. But to you, like, that shit was just, that was like, yo. Yeah. Like, I, I did this. You right. call that one Triple friend. Double tight shit. Right. You yeah. call that one friend, and that one friend is like, but I mean, like, duh. Like, you're, you know, yeah. we knew you was going to do that because Damn. you're great. And it's like, I just want you to fucking celebrate with yeah, me in yeah. this moment, like my celebration looks different from your celebration. Because right. I think we 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 tend to look at accomplishments at a certain point as cliche. Yes. Like okay, we that's expected of you. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's cool. But I need you to be the friend that turned me right. up. Right. Right. Like yeah, bro. Hey, right. You, hey, you did that shit, my boy. Absolutely. But I think sometimes we even shape our perspective to believe that we doing too much and we doing the most. Right. And it's like nah. Sometimes hey, turn your dog up. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. You know. And that that even goes even. To so that nigga haircut, hey, boy, your ass finally got look, a nice-ass haircut, look boy. Good. It look good. Right. You know? And I think to the flip side of that, though, you know, on a more serious note, when a friend is going through something that might be hard, let's just say it's a death. We all deal with that differently. You have to figure out as a friend, how do you support me dealing with grief, not how you would deal with your grief? Ooh. And again, intentionality. Like, Ooh. if you don't understand me as a friend, if you don't understand me as a person... How can we really be there for each other and add value to each other's lives? And that just goes back to your point about my mental health. If I don't text back, if I'm your friend, mm -hmm. you already know what it is, mm -hmm. right? Like, I got friends where I'll know, like, I just feel it. Like, oh, yeah, they on some shit. Like, don't fuck with me for the next two weeks. Exactly. Or I'm, I'm still unpacking so-and-so, so I know how to move. Because mm -hmm. I think grief, to your, to your point, grief is one of those moments that... Within our community, it happens so much so that it brings great devastation because, at least from my experiences, the, the lack of preparation, right? You no know, health insurance. Right. You know, no life insurance, I should say. Funeral costs. Yeah. It's All a that. process. And, and so, like, you you be, when you realize, like, you at that space in life where you got to make a contribution, and that weighs on you. But again, because we haven't navigated these friendships with as much intent sometimes as we could have. Yes. And understand emotional intelligence. Yes. Okay, let me just back away. Or if I'm if I'm gonna do anything, I know if I pull up, nigga ain't gonna say no. Right. You know, nigga right. ain't gonna tell yeah. me, nah, just get in your car and slide and so, off. Like right. so if you really want to, that's you know, you just gotta navigate new ways to to approach these adult friendships. You like, have to we're be not kids no more. You, and you have to be present. Mm -hmm. And you have to be mindful, again, 
Like, mm-hmm. if you're my friend, you understand my environment, right? Like, my friends who are married with kids, I know they're not sitting around can respond to text messages all day. <laughs> like, I know I can't just be texting them like, yo, we going to Aruba tomorrow. I know how to engage with them in a way that that might be, okay, I'm calling my friend around five to six because I know she in the car before she get home and have to be, you know, a mother and a wife and cook. So I'm going to hit her up between these times. It's been intentional. Yeah. And thinking about how can we be friends in the in the environments that we live in that coexist? Exactly, because sometimes <laughs> we want unstructured access, bitch. Right. Just like, bitch, I want unlimited, you know? And then I think, man, I, I had to learn with family more. So, because as the oldest male in the family, I, I just, like, sometimes I want to be available all the time. And I think in my friendships, like, that has carried us in so much ways that is like it's unbelievable but at the same time we amongst my friends we've been able to kind of regulate that because now one of my dogs he married got a full-ass family oh, ain't no unlimited access right like you said <laughs> hey bro when when and where and what time yeah yes. you got two hours off on your shift yes. i'm flying through atlanta bro pull it up on you we go grab yes. some lunch on come on like yeah it's coming like that you know because again i value our friendship but i also recognize boundaries and I'm exercising emotional intelligence. Understand your friend. Right. And I think even, you know, again, when we're thinking about adulting and friendships and going back to, they have to add value. You know, when we reflect on our network, let's just use this podcast for an example. Yeah. When we... I do, baby, OLP. <laughs> when, <laughs> we, OLP. when we started this shit, we did not know a lot. And it was the friend who was in legal. Got y'all. The friend who is in finance, let me figure out what y'all, you know, the friends who have started businesses before, again, adding value to each other's lives and just having a network to be a better human. Like that's because I, you know, I hear some of these people talk about their friends and they're like, yo, it's draining. Mm. It's toxic. I can't do this. Friendship shouldn't be that. Friendship should... shouldn't be hard, y'all. Right. Ain't nobody telling y'all to have hard-ass <laughs> friendships. I don't know what the fuck. And they're that not. From. E- and they're not easy though. Like sometimes, <laughs> you know, our, we be out of line. Right. We be out of line. Just be way the fuck out of line, boy. I but I think at the core of it is communication. At the core of any relationship, even if you think about it from a spiritual level, if you think of the essence of being spiritual, regardless of what you believe in, you're communicating with something other than yourself. Mm -hmm. So even at the core of being spiritual, we're communicating, we're praising, Mm -hmm. we're praying, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, it's a form of communication. And that's the same thing at the core of every relationship is just fucking say what the fuck you want to say, B? Say what you need to say. <laughs> hey, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> no, for real, though, man. You got to be more expressive, more upfront. And I think that's one thing we're learning within our friendship, partnership, as a business partners, you know, and just allowing this thing to grow at its own rate, but also, again, being intentional about our friendship, uh, realizing that as we become business partners in a more official sense, you know, but doing mm-hmm. something that we're just passionate about, uh, there will be times where we have to, you know, regulate, you right. know, and level check. But I think right now it's real, it's fun, it's raw, man. We just get to it. And I think that's what's so beautiful about Out of Line right now is like we are able to, as friends, navigate these conversations with you all to introduce these dialogues to keep people connected to help facilitate you know good energy you know within our community because we really just want to focus on building new spaces yes and you know you hit on that because you know black motives knows always laugh (laughs) when he talks about our business partnerships so you know we've talked about seasonal friendships right we've talked about adulting and friendships and you just hit on the point of us navigating our friendship. So let's right. kind of hone in yeah. to our dynamics real quick for the people. I think I said, and somebody actually posted it on, on IG as a comment. They was like, dealing with your, per- oh, dealing. Dealing with your personality. <laughs> they, they, they pointed that out. And I thought it was so funny because, again, even though it was a joke, it's like, again, how do we deal with each other's personality? Right. And again, this is a new friendship in, that we've allowed to kind of blossom through the connectivity that we have with our, our two big homies, two of our best supporters in, in, yes. in life. 
and I didn't put Tio in the friend category because he, he, he like family life for real, for real. Right. Like, Peggy the same. And so just thinking about how our friendship evolved, you know, I'll be at Tio and Peggy house all the time and then Peggy on the phone with you and, right. you know, we shotting each other out and vice versa, you at their house and, you know, Tio on the phone with me and Peggy like, oh yeah, that boy Rico on the phone and then, you know, we shotting each other out. And I think just realizing from that point there that the pure energy that we were able to receive from those two people kind of carried into us, right? right? And to our relationship that we've now been able to cultivate and nourish in a manner that is like, it's very intentional in a way, but it's not far at all from being organic and authentic. So yeah. when we think about the evolution of our friendship, we parted ways professionally. You know, I went off to another institution in yeah. 2017, and you had left like later that yeah late that that fall twenty seventeen right so parted ways professionally and to your point we would still have these friendships that we valued yeah even though me and you were not necessarily the closest exactly we have mutual friends that we value uh-huh. and that kind of kept us connected and then the pandemic happened yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think the pandemic was probably one of the most revealing and crucial moments for black people in general, right? Because we had to lean on each other. and I More think, than ever. More than ever. Which well, I think was key, a beautiful mm, thing. That, that might be an argument, though. Is it more than well, ever? Well, I was going to say, more than ever, we mutton it. Maybe not like that. I don't know. Because I think motherfuckers on the slave ship had to depend yeah, on each other nah, more than definitely, ever. definitely, definitely. But you, you, you know, know what I mean, though. They had to carry some weight. But no, I think... For it, us in our time. Yeah, because that was that was difficult. We, we talked about mental health crisis. We talked about separation anxiety, being yes. isolated. So many of us had to navigate this space, especially a lot of my professional black friends in these spaces, right? Like, I.e. me, Providence, Rhode yeah, Island. Exactly, living alone. Right, living alone, you know, didn't know nobody. Exactly, so, and I'm, I'm out in Nashville, you know, living dolo, like, and I'm just like, damn, man, how am I supposed to this? And then I jump on Call of Duty, I'm on Instagram, scrolling <laughs> through. I said, my dog, oh, my dog out here, he on, he on Call of Duty, right? Y'all so know I, I was trying to do a little something, something. <laughs> my boy was a damn medic, but he did his job, <laughs> y'all. He did his job. He did his job. But no, but all seriousness, when you dropped your post and uh, talk about you was on Call of Duty, I was like, hey, add me up. Right. Everybody was like, yo, we... G- this motherfucker, even Greg, who's here filming this right now, was like, wait, you on the duty, bro? Y'all, duty, everybody hey, was like, wait, they Rico on the duty? What? And mm. I think, you know, for me, yes, I hopped up on the COD or whatever. <laughs> I had to pull up on the scene man, or whatever man, real quick. Nah, but again, being in Providence and trying, I had just relocated to a new city and only had a, maybe two months mm. to transition pandemic hits. Again, like you said, Find a community. I was like, yo, let me give me a, a PS4, hop up on the scene real quick, post see who helping me out. Quick. But I think, yeah, you know, now, <laughs> Black Motives and Greg kind of both, y'all were like helping me navigate this space mm. that to me was kind of unfamiliar. And you know, I know we're going to talk about toxic masculinity in another episode. But like for me, I knew I was switching and bitching into a Call of Duty <laughs> environment that I was not familiar with. Cause you on there with the guys, man. The boys, the boys was on there rolling, man. I think we used to have a good time. It was a good time, you know. But like you said, there it was a, an environment that resembled a barbershop in a, in a lot of Ooh, ways, child. right? We kick which it. I don't like. I don't like the barbershop. <laughs> yeah, we, that's that's definitely gonna be an episode. Y'all. Lay around for that one, cause again, we gonna pack some shit, right? It's gonna be out of line. Uh, but I think with with this particular scenario with us playing Call of Duty, you know, it's a space where, you know, me and my dogs, we say whatever. Hey, sometimes we be too loose with it. All right. Time, and, you know, but, but, it, but, and you know, like, I think what one thing I appreciate and getting back to the point is like how this friendship really started to right. get close is as Black Motives is kind of teaching me how to play Call of Duty, it's constant communication, right? And for you all that don't play games, you're wearing a headphone mm-hmm. and you can talk to the person who's playing the game with you. It's so we're person shooter, right? You know. So we're constantly just communicating. Oh, lo, like how was your day? Yo, yeah. this was my day. Oh, okay, this is how you do this. Mm-hmm. So naturally, a friendship is occurring. And you're kind of also teaching me how to navigate this new environment. Exactly. So seeing, you know, <laughs> I'm on the Call of Duty for a month or so. And we're chatting and we kicking it tough, we, y'all. We kicking it tough. We about I mean, to win. I think we might have just was about to lose. And yeah. next thing you know, you hear kind of like, yo, 
This is some faggot ass bullshit. Yeah. Somebody, somebody was, hey, somebody was hot. <laughs> hey, somebody was hot. They were like, this is faggot ass shit, man. I was like, oh shit, I hope a dog ain't take no offense to right. it, man. Cause I was Which like, I didn't. Right, right. And I think again, that's not everybody's experience. Right. right. It's not, right? Um, and I we understand again, another topic, another mm-hmm. day. But my homies have put me on to kind of an environment that I was navigating. So I knew not to take it personal. I knew the context in which how some people get with the game. Because mm-hmm. even when you're playing with people internationally, they have a different culture. What They they might be saying, uh, oh, fuck Trump. And, you know, yeah. you'd be like, wait, Trump's not even <laughs> in the game. But, you know, that's yeah. just some shit they yeah. would. But through that, I think that was also, you know, you text me like, yo, you good? Yeah. And then that was also the beginning of, you know, how do I support you in these spaces? Right. As a friend, mm-hmm. let's have a conversation about it. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, the Call of Duty space really just amplified so many of the, of, of the, the elements of our friendship. Because, again, we was in it to win it. So I don't give a fuck. We gonna win. <laughs> I don't care right. what your role gonna be in this bitch. If you ask on my team, we gonna win. Right. <laughs> you know, so I think that's the core of, you know, I think that should be the core of friendships. We should be winning together. together. You know, and I think as we had our challenges, man, yeah, as we died so much, you know, they be like, hey, man, what's up with new phase, man? The man always died. I'm like, look, y'all, give us some time. Never dog, he go, hey, he go, he go hang in there. But then they be happy as hell when you say they like right. that bitch medic, you know. But no, I think at the same time, man, it really just give you a certain a joy within the friendship within navigating these these elements in, in different spaces. And we talked about this this pandemic in itself, right? We got to acknowledge the pandemic and how it even jeopardized some friendships, yes. you know, in ways and, and, and totally dismantled them relationships. Yeah. You know, like, it's heavyweight sometimes. It right? is. It's very heavyweight. And I think you did what was necessary is, yo, like, that's intentional, right? Texting, like, yo, how, how can I support you in this space, and me and you had had conversations like that before, but then, you know, fast forward, I think even in that moment, we reflected on like, yo, we be having some out of line type <laughs> conversations, yeah. you know, like even you trying to act like you won't be somebody's matchmaker, and I was like, motherfucker, you don't even know... What a top or a bottom hey. is, and you talk about you about to be hey. somebody's matchmaker. Man, you said you said you were gonna pay somebody eight bands. Man. I'm like, look, I can do that shit for two, man. I will help your ass out. Nigga, hey, look, we going through the registry. Anybody in the family available, nigga? Hey, yeah. hey no play. Come we on, been getting man. to the money. Come on, get to the money, man. Stop but yeah, so pretty much you had to get to know me. I got to know you, and then I think even quickly, even mm. as we became close friends now we fucking fast forwarding into a business partnership exactly a different level of friendship a different level of like because who you know me on call of duty who you know me in higher ed uh-huh is i'm very different in a different space exactly. right we both show up uh-huh. in a different space and mm-hmm. i think even more as we entered into this business partnership that's when shit got real. Yeah. I think that's that's important to highlight, and I think they'll be happy to know we'll have an IG live session for y'all last. But no, coming into this like this business partnership of our friendship, like you said, we had to really understand the different paces within those given spaces in which friendships exist, that our friendship exists, right? Like you said, we have... Uh, the momentum when we were just playing Call of Duty, we had a momentum that we just kicking the breeze and hanging out based on our, our, our history as former colleagues and people that, you know, being connected through people we know. And then now it's like out of line, you know, yeah, it's been like, get your ass out of right. line. <laughs> you know, um, and so I think with, within those various uh, capacities of, of friendship, and then just having, you know, partnerships within that where we have to be sustaining. Yes. We got to be sustainable in our friendship because that's what the joy of being on Out of Line podcast is about. Sustaining this this friendship yeah. that we find so dear to building the community. Because, again, we, we see ourselves as just conduits and, and connectors to the, the larger conversation that we should be having. We have to... Be more forthcoming with our, our friendship, man, and, and and more expressive. Yeah, and it's it's not easy. Not at all. When I think about <laughs> the initial, going to your point of keeping the friendship at the core 
Anytime some shit got out of line in this business partnership, <laughs> it was Paul's reset. Let's go back. Yeah, back to the drum. Like it, people don't even and I'm like, and it's real time. Like mm-hmm. this shit happens in real time. Like you know, I'm thinking about our photo shoot. Oh yeah, we literally in the Uber unpacking partnership dynamics, how we need to communicate better. Mm-hmm. And then it was boom. All right, camera yeah. action. Boom. Let's right. Wop. Let's go. Yeah. But now we back in this Uber like, so motherfucker, wait, hold on. What <laughs> <Exactly>. you mean? <laughs> exactly. Or when we in the studio just trying to find the right vibe because we dealing with off-ass, you know, people. It's just like something that we we constantly have to vibe check because, again, you know, you my dog, but at the same time, I want us to always do what's right, you know, for the business. Yes. Because that's that's also central to our growth of our friendship. Absolutely. And so you got to acknowledge those things that keep the bond strong. That's been something that I've tried to strengthen in this this uh, business partnership is understanding our rhythms. Yeah. Because, hey, your ass, boy, your ass be texting <laughs> Your ass be texting boy. I ain't going to lie. I be like, hey, this, this motherfucker here, boy. <laughs> One thing about it, he gonna take your ass, boy. If you is this man Frank, hey, he gonna take your ass. <laughs> but and he you might, know, man, they got no holes. Man. <laughs> no, I, I really don't, though. I really <laughs> exactly. Don't. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but through our business partnership, again, it was paying attention. Yeah. And also, it took experiences to happen for us to also realize. Eh, Okay, let's figure out how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, we would show up to certain things ready to do production. And then there would just be miscommunication around production. And even in that moment, me and you both are pissed for different reasons. Mm-hmm. We could vibe check each other. We both knew, like, okay, we're mad about this. Mm-hmm. We know. And we're that eye connection, like, all right, bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you. We're going to mm-hmm. figure that out next time. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But again, it's paying attention mm-hmm. and understanding it. And also, it's a business. It's a whole nother level of risk on the line and what you're putting your, you know, your name. This was big for us, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I realized this was our baby. Like, I was like, oh, like, when we were doing production the first time, I was like, oh, shit, this, like, my podcast baby daddy. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like this shit is... I was like, like, this shit is, like, we, we really co-parented on some... Yeah. On another level of, like, nah, you just can't be making the decisions about X, Y, and Z. But again... Yeah. Being able to stop and see that within yourself. Yeah. What role am I playing in this dynamic? It couldn't be, yo, this motherfucker is just not getting mm-hmm. with the vibe. It had mm-hmm. to be, okay, what role am I playing in this dynamic? How do we go back and how do we communicate that? Right. Yeah, because you, you have to level set. You have to go back and really just be like, where are we at in this friendship? How are we going to get past these moments that slow us down? Because we can't afford to just hit a dead stop. That's not <laughs> right. going to happen. We're going to figure this shit out. And I think, you know, through these business engagements, through legal, like you said, having to go back to the drawing board, and when we realized how much of a piece of work this was going to be, something we're so passionate about, um, something that, like you said, we've, you know, kind of nurtured as a, as, a, as a child, and we yes. continue to provide nutrition for. Yes. You know, we, we want this thing to be healthy. We want this thing to be a reflection of the hard work that we put into it. And I can say, man, you are a hard worker. <laughs> <laughs> it, it also kind of encourages me to, to be more aware of, of my input. I think I was talking to one of my homies, and we came to a little observation because I was like, man, I don't know how you do it. He has a podcast, too. So I was like, I don't know how you do it, pulling all this weight on your own. You know, you got your own podcast. You doing everything from production to, like, yo, that's crazy. I was happy to tell him, like, hey, my boy, that Rico, hey, he go, he go do what he, hey, he, hey yo, <laughs> we got this, we got that, we got this, we got that. He going to get it done. <laughs> right, right. Or he go, or he go put your, your your feet to the flame and say, "Hey, bro, hey, connect with so and so. Let me know if this going on, you know, just to keep the rhythm going." Yeah. And you know, one thing that was also funny that I, I pointed out to you is like, "Hey, man, gay niggas, man, they they owe they shit, bro. <laughs> In professional spaces, they owe they shit. Them niggas go, man. They we they do be they that shit. Yeah. Hey, shout out to y'all, man. For real, y'all y'all really take off, and I don't know what it is, but y'all be so." <laughs> So fucking goal-oriented, and it's, it's commendable, man. Like, And I, I, I have to learn that for myself. Like, again, 
and not to say that you know it's just particular to y'all, but at yeah. the same time, I feel like it's something that we can learn from and be more intentional about because sometimes it, it do feel relaxed and it do just feel like you know you just want to show up for the audio, yeah, recording, right? You know? But it's a lot of the work that goes behind the scene, man. Go behind, it goes on behind the scenes, man. So again, it's it's just really great to have you as a friend doing this as a business partner as well. Same, and you know you've taught me. A lot. And I think we've been learning how to balance each other in this business partnership. And in the beginning, what I went back to, what I realized, I was like, wait, we're building trust. Mm -hmm. We're building a different type of trust now. Yeah, we got the professional higher ed trust. Mm -hmm. Check. Yeah, we know we could travel together. Check. Yeah, we playing Call of Duty together. Check. But now this business, it's a, it's a different level of trust. Right. And you have to take steps back. You have to figure out how to build that trust because even though there's different business models and partnerships out here, we had to figure out how is this going to work for us yeah. and begin to learn how to do each other partnerships. Yeah. But the production is a lot. And, you know, you said something real interesting, right? Gay men, we are more organized. You know, we can be. I'm not going to say all of us, because trust me, I got some friends. Like, we're not even going to... There's no generalization. Right, no right? generalization. Let's say that. But can be known <laughs> to be a little bit more organized. Right. Y'all keep shit together. Right. And I think that's also what I realized in that moment of us navigating a business partnership is this shit's going to move differently. Mm. And even though you believe in this baby, right, Rico? Like, you believe in this. You know what this can be, which just by default automatically means you might have to pick up more of the work to get shit moving and shaking. And even though there was moments where I got frustrated in our business partnership, because I'm like, okay, now. <laughs> like, oh, okay, now. <laughs> yeah, because you like to move and shake, man. And I, and I get that, and I appreciate that about you. You do set goals, and you go for it. I told you head on, like, look, you know, I'm I'm very like careful and how I, you know engage in things. Yes. And so I was like, okay, if we're moving into this as business partners, let me understand this yes. little ramifications and everything right. that come with it. There's an education piece. Right. A learning. A learning a learning curve for both of us. Right. <laughs> yeah, boy, I'm like, damn, what? Within our Yes. Corporation agreement? Right. <laughs> you know, like what's going down? And that's what I again, I'm gonna say it again, take a steps back. Mm. I had to realize, what am I playing in this role? Yeah. What am I frustrated about? How do I communicate that? But my cousin, shout out to Kim, owner of Harlem Hops, New Harlem York. Hops. You know, got to give a shout out to Harlem Hops. She said, at the end of the day, she was like, you can't do this shit by yourself. She was like, you yeah. see a vision with him. Y'all yeah. already articulated the vision you all have. Yeah. And now y'all got to move towards that vision together. Exactly. And then you also have to, again figure out, make it clear, like, yeah, this, I'm going to run this shit the next six months, but motherfucking the next six months, this shit on yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we shift good. And we, and, and we balance the weight, though. I think that's that's also important in a friendship is understanding when we have to bear the more of the burden. Yes, but, in any friendship. Because it's within this season, right? Yes. Shit, yeah, <laughs> hey. I was carrying that shit, but look, I'm gonna need you to walk with this, right? Bitch. You know, because <laughs> like, right. like, I got a lot of shit going on on this side over here, you know. So I just need you to, you know, again, step up your momentum and carry us through, right? You know, because I got you on the other side, absolutely. And it's also playing to each other's strengths, and you know, and wrapping up as I again reflect on kind of our friendship is what I realized as we developed a business partnership is we were developing a different type of trust. Yeah. We had trust in every other levels, right? Like, yeah, mm. you can stay at my crib. You got the key. Yeah, you mm. can drive my car. You know, like, yeah. you know, we travel together. Yeah. But when the business came, that was a... We were starting from ground zero. And I think... Not necessarily from ground zero, because at the end of the day, we trust each other enough to clearly go into business with one another. Exactly. But it was like, now that we're entering this space together, yeah. it's a reset. How back to we, the drawing board. Yeah, back <laughs> to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, let's navigate this strategically. Because, again, there's a certain bond that was established within the foundation of earlier friendships. Yes. But here it is. This is a, a different dynamic. And let's navigate this with caution. Yes. Because, again, we don't want this to tear us apart. We see it happen. You right. Know, let's face the reality of it. Again, it, it happens. Yeah. And what we want to do is try our best 
in navigating this friendship, navigating this experience as black yes. podcasters. Yeah, we gonna say it, so we black right. podcasters. You know, and so that's something that we we figure we have to do strategically. Yeah, yeah, and navigate it together. And you know, I think as we wrap up on the topic of seasonal friendships, mm. friendships. Reflecting on black motives and our friendship, I think, again, at the core is there's no generalization to this shit. You can't create the world that you think of how it should be and then plug that person into a world that you created. We're all humans. Yeah. Facing shit that we don't even know, you know, that we're all not privy to. Mm -hmm. And it's about just extending that grace and it's about figuring out how to communicate. So I think my takeaway as I think about friendships from a large level, it's like, yo, dude, let's just communicate how you feeling. Like, if you miss your friend right now, mm-hmm. don't be like, oh, they ain't text me like, no, motherfucker, I miss you. Like, can right. I come to your house, please? Please? Exactly. I need you. you. Know. <laughs> I need you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that. No, seriously. Sometimes you gotta insert yourself where you know you can, right? Right. I think there's friends that we know we just gotta show up and be there physically. Yes. Just take that step. Don't all that bullshit. I text your ass, nigga. I called you, you ain't pick up. Yeah, you know I ain't finna pick up. Right. But pull up on me, though. Check on me. You know, pull up to the crib. Come vibe with me. Because, again, sometimes you just need that energy, that physical bond that's established in that presence. Yes. And so I think what well, we have to really take that step within our friendships to be vulnerable at times to be more open and considerate to others' feelings. Yes. Sometimes we we do put our feelings ahead of everything. Oh, no, we do. Yeah, yeah we, do. we do. We do. And we're going to. Yeah. Right? Like, but, that, you know, that's a whole... We don't even... <laughs> but I think, you know, at the end of the day, you're figuring this shit out. We don't have a manual mm. to how to do this, and it's just, you know, you got to keep the communication up, so... Happy friendship in y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I appreciate us having this conversation because, again, it's going to be healthy for us to grow, for us to make sure that we're setting a solid foundation and out of line podcast. Yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in. Always, always much appreciation for y'all giving us feedback. Uh, continue to vibe with us, hang with us, open up them conversations with your family members. Talk about friendships. Because, again, we want to protect our friendships. If we value our friendships, we want to protect them. So let's be intentional about it, y'all. Thank y'all for signing in, for tuning in. Make sure y'all follow us on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. (laughs) 